This is Leading Age Illinois E-News for the week of November 18th, 2019. And now for your top stories. Leading Age members-only Medicare Advantage Supplemental Benefits Toolkit. Leading Age has created a Medicare Advantage Supplemental Benefits Toolkit from their Center for Managed Care Solutions and Innovations, which will help you to understand how MA Supplemental Benefits work and how to assess the activity in your market. Evaluate the opportunity, decide which plans to approach, and outline the benefits of your services in terms the plans understand. Proposed Medicaid Fiscal Accountability Regulation On November 17th, CMS issued a notice of proposed rulemaking titled Medicaid Fiscal Accountability Regulation. It focuses on, among other items, supplemental payments and provider taxes. This document has a comment period that lasts for 60 days. CMS's new discharge planning rule goes into effect November 29, 2019. CMS's new discharge planning rule goes into effect November 29, 2019, and this rule impacts hospitals, including CAAHs, and home health agencies, requiring a formal discharge planning process. As part of this requirement, hospitals and home health agencies are required to share nursing homes' quality measure and resource utilization data. CMS recommends the use of the SNF QRP data available on the Nursing Home Compare website along with any other compare sites and information that meets the patient's goals for discharge. Hospitals and home health agencies will need to comply with the rule. Nursing home providers should also be aware of this rule as it may impact referrals and census. We recommend that nursing homes keep an eye on their quality measure data, utilizing the five-star analysis reports to see how they might improve. As a reminder, the next nursing home compare update is scheduled for December 4th. Trusted voices for residents and clients, advocacy success stories. This month's Leading Age Magazine article highlights some advocacy success stories throughout the country, including the work of Leading Leading Age Illinois and their members. Winter Weather Toolkit is now available. The Federal Emergency Management Agency, the Ready Campaign, and the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration are promoting the Winter Weather Preparedness Weather Toolkit. This December, we are encouraging the whole community to take action. And now for the Assisted Living and Supportive Living section of your Leading Age Illinois E-News. Assisted Living Data Update. There are currently 507 assisted living establishments in Illinois, accounting for 24,798 units. Linda Kovorek, Division Chief of Assisted Living at the Illinois Department of Public Health, told Leading Age Illinois recently that the top three survey violations are Section 295.2000 Residency Requirements Number 2, Section 295.4010 Service Plan and Section 295.6000 Residence Rights along with Section 295.6010 Abuse, Neglect, and Financial Exploitation Prevention and Reporting Examples of number 3 are posting resident photos and videos on social media, and resident-to-resident altercations. And now for the housing section of Leading Age Illinois E-News. Continuing resolution would fund HUD until December 20th. 
The House and Senate are expected to support an extension of the current continuing resolution until December 20th. The current CR expires on November 21st. All federal programs that rely on annual appropriations, such as HUD's, hunting, HUD's housing programs, are funded at FY19 levels for the duration of the CR because none of the 12 appropriations bills have been enacted. The new federal fiscal year begins on October 1st. Federal rental assistance programs require increased spending each year, even if they are not assisting more households than they did the previous year. Utilities, staffing, services, maintenance, and other expenses climb a bit each year. Therefore, funding at FY19 levels is only sustainable for so long before the programs need additional resources. For now, however, Congress is not providing the additional resources, just FY19 funding through December 20th assuming that President Trump signs the new CR into law. While the CR provides only FY19 level funding, it does include language authorizing HUD to move more quickly to spend its resources for project rental assistance contract renewals under the Section 202 Housing for the Elderly program. Compared to FY19 levels, 202 and PRAC renewals will need $38 million more in FY20 just to renew the existing contracts. The Senate and the House FY20 bills, which have passed each of their respective chambers, provide for full 202 and PRAC and Section 8 project-based rental assistance renewals for FY20. Because carryover funds from FY20 to FY19 are almost non-existent in the 202 PRAC account, this account relies exclusively on Congress passing a timely FY20 bill. If a CR were to go into the calendar year 2020, or if another government shutdown were to occur, funding for 202 and PRAC renewals could be on a very shaky ground. Leading Age is working to educate Congress on the importance of enacting a final FY20 HUD appropriations bill as quickly as possible. City of Chicago Senior Housing Ordinance Introduced Another ordinance has been introduced in the city of Chicago that impacts leading-age Illinois members with communities and services in the city. The Senior Housing Ordinance currently has 17 sponsors. Here's a look at the ordinance. The intent is to ensure dignity, safety, and respect for senior housing tenants, prevent accidents and heat stroke and heat waves from June 1st through September 14th, the temperature inside a unit with a senior housing building should not exceed 80 degrees Fahrenheit. The intent is to allow seniors to organize and know their rights, allow independence and aging in place, and this bill would be effective immediately. Violations and fines for the ordinance. For non-compliance, a senior housing shall be fined up to $1,000 for each offense. Each day an offense continues, it is a separate and distinct violation. The definition of senior housing in this ordinance says that it is any public or privately operated freestanding residence for 16 or more residents which occupancy is limited to those 55 years or older. There are required postings within this ordinance. They require a copy of the senior housing ordinance to be posted conspicuously in a common area of all senior housing buildings in the three languages most spoken by persons living in the building. A senior housing building owner shall provide a paper copy to all persons living in the senior housing in the primary language of each resident. 
A freedom of harassment notice must also be posted. And all postings and notices to the residents concerning the senior housing ordinance must be translated into all languages spoken in the building. Owners must notify limited English proficient tenants in their primary language that they can request oral interpretation provided by the owner, property manager, or their designee. And now the training requirements. They are on-site property managers, security personnel, and all other staff with contact with residents of senior housing must attend a biannual training on the senior housing ordinance. It is to be conducted by the Chicago Department of Family and Support Services Senior Services Division. Training shall be developed by the Commissioner of the Chicago Department of Housing in consultation with community-based organizations or institutions with expertise in supporting senior citizens. Inspections requirements. Senior housing buildings must undergo biannual inspections by the Chicago Department of Buildings to ensure compliance with all required ordinances, elevator safety regulations, and building safety codes. The inspection report shall be made available to the persons living in the building th through posting or otherwise. Accessibility requirements. It is required to have grab bars to be installed at toilets, baths, and showers in all bathrooms and units within the senior housing. Staffing requirements. As far as maintenance, within a senior housing building, owners must have 24-hour-a-day on-call maintenance staff who shall be subject to criminal background and other pre-employment background checks. In regards to social workers and community health and nurses, owners shall arrange for licensed social workers, community health workers, or community nurses to support residents with necessary service referrals and individual mental health services. Licensed social workers, community health workers, and community nurses working with senior buildings shall be supervised by a licensed clinical social worker. No resident may be required to accept such supportive services. Licensed social workers, community health workers, or community nurses shall coordinate with the on-site resident services coordinators to administer programming including, but not limited to, sexual health programming, drug counseling, and education around the senior housing ordinance for all living in the building. Requirements for security and emergency preparedness plans. It says that each senior housing building shall develop and maintain a security and emergency preparedness plan that addresses the age and condition of the building, the number and hours of security and maintenance staff needed for the building, building evacuation and available data about police activity in the neighborhood. Tenants must be provided an opportunity with reasonable notice to give feedback to the security plan before it's implemented. Security plans must be reviewed and updated every three years under this ordinance. The security plan shall be made available to all tenants in the building. The prohibition of additional fees. That section states that building owners of senior housing are prohibited from charging lockout fees in the case of a lost unit key. Lockouts must be resolved within a two-hour period. Owners of senior housing are prohibited from charging fees for usage of community rooms or communal spaces beyond a reasonable security deposit. In regards to the right to organize, the ordinance says that to promote resident engagement in senior housing buildings, residents do have the right to organize and elect an independent tenant housing association to represent their interests. Senior housing building owners, property managers, and other staff shall not prohibit, interfere with, or restrain the activities of a tenant association or its members 
such as canvassing in the building, door knocking, and posting signs in common areas about an association meeting or information about the association. Grievance Procedures Each senior housing building shall have a grievance procedure for addressing resident or prospective resident concerns regarding an action or inaction by an owner of a senior housing building, including the owner's employees, agents, or designees. No resident may be required to exercise their rights under any grievance procedure, nor shall failure to exercise any rights under a grievance procedure constitute a waiver by the resident or prospective resident of the right to pursue other available remedies. If a grievance procedure repeatedly fails to achieve the prompt and reliable determination of a grievance, it shall be deemed deficient and shall be amended or replaced. Alternate Dispute Resolutions that says that each senior housing building shall have an alternative dispute resolution process for any tenant, lease, violation, or any other action which could result in a notice to quit, evict action, or non-renewal of the lease. The alternative dispute resolution process must include as its first step intervention by the licensed social worker, community health worker, or community nurse working with the building to assess the situation and work toward an alternative resolution to eviction of the tenant that is acceptable to all parties. The alternative dispute resolution shall not apply to any lease violation or any other action resulting from criminal activity by the tenant. Complaints. That section of the ordinance states that complaints for violations of the section may be made by any resident of the City of the Department on Housing. The telephone number for the Department of Housing and the manner in which a complaint is made must be given to each resident upon signing their lease and posted in the building in three languages that are most spoken by persons living in the building. If you have any feedback or questions on this ordinance, please contact Jason Speaks at jspeaks at leadingageil.org. And now for your home and community-based services section of the Leading Age Illinois e-news. The sixth annual Private Duty Home Care Symposium was another success. Leading Age Illinois, along with the Illinois Home Care and Hospice Council and the Home Care Association of America's Illinois chapter, held another successful Private Duty Home Care Symposium last week in Naperville. It was the sixth consecutive year for the program, which had over 100 attendees. Among the education sessions at the symposium was an update by Jack Fleehardy from the Illinois Department of Public Health and a presentation titled Home Care Model Innovation Care Sharing, presented by ACBS Cabinet President John Larson of Cantata Adult Life Services. If you have any questions about the symposium or any other HCBS issue, Contact Jason Speaks at jspeaks at leadingageil.org. And now for your workforce section of Leading Age Illinois e-news. Leading Age Center for Workforce Solutions releases recruitment tools. Leading Age's Center for Workforce Solutions has released an extensive set of tools and re resources for members only geared to help you recruit workers to your organization. The Recruitment Tools website includes a myriad of resources to help you reach students in K-12, reach non-traditional populations, recruit workers for a diverse set of jobs, and prepare for a job fair. And now for our section on other news in the Leading Age Illinois e-news. 2020 Annual Meeting and Expo Registration is now open. 
Register today for the 2020 Annual Meeting and Expo and receive the early bird registration rate. The early bird registration deadline ends January 13, 2020. The Advanced Program is in the mail. However, you can click here to view the Advanced Program and to register. The event will take place March 17th through 19th, 2020 at the Renaissance Schomburg Convention Center in Schomburg, Illinois. Leading Age, Illinois, Leading Age Capitol Hill Insights Call Get the latest scoop on what is happening in Congress and how we can work together to accomplish Leading Age's legislative agenda. Join this call November 21st, 2019 at 1 p.m. to hear from Leading Age policy staff about a range of issues impacting aging service providers, including funding for Section 202 housing, the CNA training lockout, PDGM, the Older Americans Act, and much more. Sign up now. Take part in Leading Age Illinois' PAC. Contribute to the Leading Age Illinois PAC as it is a key part of protecting the industry against harmful legislation limiting the ability to provide the highest quality care and services to older adults. Like our voices, our contributions collectively make a large difference in providing strength and ability to pool our resources and influence public policy. You can contribute online anytime on the PAC webpage. If you have any questions, please reach out to Jason Speaks at jspeaks at leadingageil.org. And now your education calendar. November 21st, a webinar titled Value-Based Contracting and iSNPs. December 11th, 10 Digital Marketing and Sales Trends to Watch for in 2020. January through December 2020, our webinar descriptions are available. You can subscribe to our webinars by clicking this link. January 15, 2020, a webinar titled Employment and Labor Law Update. January 22, 2020, HIPAA Hazards and Social Media Snafus, a webinar. February 5, 2020, Phase 3 Compliance is Coming, Are You Ready? A webinar. And March 17 through 19, 2020, Leading Age Illinois Annual Meeting and Expo. Did you miss any webinars this year? All 2019 webinars have been recorded, and the recordings are available for purchase at a reduced rate. From PDPM to marijuana to biometrics to managed care, all recordings are available to purchase here. Use them to train your staff. Need resources at your fingertips? Click here to view the members-only resource library for a variety of toolkits and information. Thank you for listening to Leading Age Illinois E-News. Please visit our website for all of the links mentioned in today's e-news. Thank you.